0: Hello and welcome to the very first 37 Signals podcast. My name is Matt Linderman. Today we'll have Jason Freed and David Hannemeyer Hansen discussing what's going on in the world of 37 Signals. We'll start off with Jason talking about his new CEO office hours being held twice a week. Then we'll have a discussion about Haystack, the new 37 Signals application for matching up web designers with clients. And we'll wrap up with a discussion about how nature can make you a better designer. If you're looking for any more information about the topics we discuss, go to 37signals.com slash podcast. We'll be posting a summary of each episode along with related links there. First off, let's talk with Jason about his new CEO office hours.
1: A couple things inspired that. First of all, actually, let me explain what it is. Uh, On Tuesdays and Thursdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Central, I take direct phone calls, um, there's a if you go to 37signals.com slash office hours, there's a link there, an explanation there, and one you can call and what the phone number is. And basically, the idea there is to just get a little bit closer to our customers. Uh, we hear from a lot of people via email, but um, I've always found that um, you know the personal conversations that I have with people when I meet them at conferences or whatever are a lot more valuable. So this is kind of a, a way to sort of do that more often, at least. And it was initially inspired by Uh, wasabi's ceo a guy named jason knight when they first launched wasabi uh, he was doing phone calls uh, i think from noon to four every day and he thought it was really valuable and customers would call and ask questions and get their answers and they just felt he felt like it was a really good connection with his customers and so i've always liked that idea uh and i just kind of put it on the back shelf and and finally launched it last week and um it's been working out pretty good i get about 12 calls a day uh, when I do it. And uh, they range from everything from just general business advice to actually some questions about our products and also just some industry opinions. And it's it's been pretty fun. I really enjoy it and uh, people seem to like it so far.
0: Were there any calls that surprised you or topics you weren't expecting to discuss?
1: Um, the only one that surprised me so far is one guy actually called to apologize uh, for uh, copying Rise a few years ago, which was kind of interesting. He, uh, he worked at a company, I don't remember the name of the company, and they kind of Um, used the design of rise to make their own internal product and he I guess felt kind of bad about it and so he wanted to get off his chest after a couple years so that was that was the only surprising call we've had so far but uh, they've been all great they usually they're like only a few minutes long maybe five minutes long on average and uh, I I take one I hang up and then uh, a few minutes later someone else calls
0: next up David takes us behind the scenes of Haystack the new 37signals application that matches up web designers with clients
2: So, Haystack is a way for uh, web designers to show off their portfolios and for uh, customers to find them. We actually started thinking about Haystack a while back as reverse job board. So we have the job board and we've been running that for a long time. It's been very successful for 37 singles. We were talking about the other day how it was probably the most profitable one and a half, two days of work we've ever done. I think we've had, what was the number we came up with? I think $1.5 million in in revenue on the job board over the past uh, 18 months, or a little bit more than that we've been running it. Um, But, and and the job board came about because we had a lot of people who would write us saying, uh, I'm building a new application, do you know where I can find a great Rails programmer? Or do you know where I can find a, a great designer? And that seemed to make a whole lot of uh, lot of sense that we would then use sort of the community that's around vs. noise and our products to to just give them a place to post their jobs. So that's been great. But we've also had the question on the other hand uh, about companies. So I want to find a web design company. Like I'm not looking to hire a web designer as a permanent position, but. Uh, I'm looking to hire a web designer. And actually, beginning, we were thinking about this even for programmers, for all sort of services around this. If you had a firm, you could advertise on this reverse job board. So the idea we came up with was that there's basically going to be uh, three questions that each portfolio listed will will answer. First of all. Um, the visual indication of the work, the portfolio itself. Do you like the style that they, this company uh, is capable of making? Uh, second, what kind of budget are you looking to um, to use for this project? So we have a, a bunch of different buckets. We have three thousand dollars and less. I think it's three to ten thousand, ten to twenty-five, and so on. Um, so you can sort of pick what kind of what the scope is for your project because there's no reason really for you if you have three thousand dollars for a project and you find something that you really like the design up, but they only work with clients that have fifty thousand dollars or more budgets. You're not a good mix. You're not a good uh, match. So those are the two first questions, and finally the last question is location. So all the firms listing themselves on Haystack can say which comp- or which city they're in, and you can just narrow down your search if you care about meeting the company in person uh, to just look at a single city you can also just look at everybody um, anyway those three main questions really do work as a way of cutting down on the number of choices that you have haystack has opened last week and we already have more than a thousand uh, companies in the um, in the index so it's it's critically important that you can cut down on those thousand and between just looking at the work really quickly which we came up with this really nice uh way of demonstrating the listings by having these individual cards that you can just infinity scroll on so there's not any pagination you just scroll like the motivation behind this was when we were talking about i was thinking back to how i shop for shoes at Zappos. so i really like shoes uh especially puma shoes and a lot of sites at least they used to have just like showing 10 or 15 shoes per page, and then you have to click to the next page, which is just a pain in the ass. Because it's actually really easy to look at hundreds of shoes at the same time and just scroll through it. Um, For whatever reason, humans I think are pretty damn good at pattern matching stuff that they like. If you have a huge group of images, you can very quickly pick out stuff that you like. So we went with sort of the same approach with Haystack just having this infinity scroll of all the different portfolios where the free accounts just get a single image that they're showing and the pro accounts, uh, this is a four pay product with an upgrade path, uh, the pro accounts can show up to six images and they sort of get a a chance to show them up bigger. But the really cool thing is that uh, if you just go to the homepage, haystack.com and you don't enter any of the other sort of selection criteria, you don't enter budget, you don't enter a location, you just get access to scroll through a 1,000 companies um, and whatever image they pick for their portfolio, which gives you a really sort of unique look into current web design techniques. And if you're looking to hire a web designer, hopefully you'll be able to find somebody whose style you really like really quickly. Um, So it's been pretty successful just uh, starting out. We already, as I said, got more than a 1,000 companies to sign up. And we have a fair share of, uh, of pro cards as well. Jason, do you remember how many uh, pro accounts we I have so far?
1: I think right now we have 71 pro accounts. So a little bit less than 7% uh, are paying, which is uh, pretty good.
2: Absolutely. Um, but of course, this is just the launch. We have just put it out there. Um, now sort of the real work starts to make sure that this is going to be a platform that people will want to continue paying for. In the common thread on SVN, there is a fair amount of, like, is this worth $99? Well, to me, it's very, very simple. Uh, it is worth $99 to you if you get leads um, that you can use for something. Like, $99, if you can just land one client off this, is totally going to be worth it for uh, for any shop. But we have to then ensure that that actually happens, that people who are paying us $99 actually... Get leads out of it which means that we have to build traffic to the site uh so we've been talking i saw jason you actually just tweeted uh some for recommendations about where we could advertise haystack have you gotten anything back on that yet
1: yeah i've gotten actually about 12 uh Potential uh, small business entrepreneur sites, also some design sites that want to help promote the product, so designers can get more work. So it looks like there's a lot of interest in people wanting to get the word out. Um, we're also doing some stuff. We just uh, bought a sponsorship on uh, site sites. So we're sponsoring as RSS feed for a week. We'll probably do the same with Daring Fireball and a few other sites, um, just to you know continue to start getting the word out. And uh, but ultimately, I think long term we have to you know make sure that. We're partnering up with the right kind of sites where the right kind of people are looking. So small businesses and entrepreneurs are definitely looking for people to help them design sites. So we need to be there, and and designers need to be listed too. So we need to be places where designers are hanging out. So uh, it's only been you know less than a week, but we we have some plans to uh, try and ex- increase the exposure and, and get out there.
2: We've already also made a few changes to the site. Uh, one of the first things starting out was that we actually had somewhat of a U.S. focus on the initial breakdown of the cities you could list. We just picked, I think, the 10 cities with the highest population in the U.S. Um, and very quickly, once we opened uh, the gates for people to sign up, we got people from all over the world. There's plenty of uh, web designers from, from, from Europe or Asia or wherever who's signing up for, um, for Haystack accounts. And we didn't have a really good way of bubbling that up. So we've already changed how the city layout works. There's now a all cities page. Where you can scan through it instead of just lumping everything into other cities, and we're going to have the uh, the drop down be the biggest cities as determined by the number of uh, web designers in that city, not just the population of uh, people in the U.S. So if London turns out to be a, a huge city for web designers, it's going to bubble up on that list and uh, and go in there. So that's one of the first uh, changes we we've, we've made to it. We actually also made another change coming out the gate, which was. Thinking more about Google optimization for this, so we started out having the drop-down menu for the cities be JavaScript, which meant that Google couldn't actually follow those links and index, say, just the Chicago page, which obviously is something we want. If people search on web designers in Chicago. Hopefully, Haystack is going to be um, one of the top results very soon.
0: Do you think there's a, a bigger lesson for other people who are developing apps just in the approach of, of getting it out there and, and then using that initial feedback and making quick changes the way that uh, we did with Haystack? Do you think there's something that others can learn from that?
2: Yeah, I think this was actually a good example of, of us staying pretty true to the core message of just getting a V1 out there that's good enough. Um, obviously, we made a fair number of changes already from that feedback. And this is a good example, actually, of us learning something. So we had this in- debate internally that raged on even just yesterday in our campfire room, which is how are we supposed to make the, the finding mechanism? So if you're in Chicago and you want to find a firm that's sort of local, how do you do it? Um, we've started out just having the firms enter their, their, their city name, But how are you dealing with Northbrook, for example, or suburb, or any other suburb of Chicago? Does that count as Chicago? Is the firm going to enter Chicago or they're going to enter Northbrook? And if they do enter Northbrook, shouldn't they show up in the Chicago listing page too? And we debated this back and forth. And the idea came up with, actually, we had this idea since the beginning, but deemed it a, a science project, which was you would just enter your zip code address and Haystack would automatically find... web designers within 50 miles of you. Or maybe you could even pick how many miles away the web designer could be from you. Sort of like how you would search for a car on autotrader.com or something. Um, My sort of take on it was that I don't think it matters that much. I think um, just the major regions really matter. I don't think that somebody in Chicago is going to narrow their search just for, say, Northbrook uh, for web design. I think that People in general have a pretty wide um, sort of area that they want to look at. And it's more just focused about metro areas when it comes to something like web designers. Um, so I didn't know if it was necessarily worth it for us to invest a whole lot of stuff upfront to build this zip code comparison engine. And what sort of reinforced that for me was seeing how big the update was on the international level. Um, because the original idea was to use zip codes. Then now we've seen how big the uptake has been on the international level. Maybe the idea is still valid. I'm definitely not just shooting it down. I think it's a little perhaps too complex for what we want to do with it. But if we wanted to do something like that, it's pretty obvious that zip codes perhaps isn't the best way to go about it. Maybe instead we should do something with uh, uh, coordinates like longitude and, and so on. And you could we just could also...
1: The other thing we could do is we could also just be human about it and and do some curating, essentially, and some editing and saying, you know, these three cities are pretty damn close to one another, so let's combine those. Absolutely. Yeah, there's some other things we can do outside of tech and just, you know, bring the human brain into it. But we don't know yet, and that's kind of the point, I guess, which is back to your question, Matt, which is… You know, we're not really sure what is best, um, so we're just going to kind of keep watching. It. It's only been a few days and, and see what makes sense and try a few things here and there. And We're already working on a revision to the, to the cities page, which is going to group cities by state or by country, and so that's another step in the right direction. We'll see how that goes. That way, you might be able to search for a specific city, or you can see all the, the d- web development firms in the UK or all the web development firms in Illinois or in California or whatever, so you know, variety of different approaches. We're just going to see how it goes.
0: We'll close out this episode talking about a recent post that Jason wrote at Signal vs. Noise about how nature can make you a better designer.
1: I've I've always thought that, you know, if you're looking, people like what they're looking for good design, they typically like thumb through design annuals and look at, you know, business cards and letterheads and logos and websites and that sort of thing. And and I find that really limiting. I mean, there's some good things in there, of course, but I think what's really interesting is just to go walk outside for a while and not like in a big urban area necessarily, but if you can get out to the country or get get to you know a forest preserve or botanical gardens or something like that, and just walk around and look at all the different designs in nature. there's so many there's so many different ways to do things, and um, whatever you're looking at is like the best it's ever been. And that's a pretty cool thing. Like, there's no question that that leaf that you're looking at is the best leaf that's possible right now because it's been evolving for a million years. You know, that insect, that leaf, that plant, that flower, whatever it is, like it's the way it, it looks. The w- way it looks for very good reason, and it works really well because it survives. You know, and so there's just so many great examples of great design out in nature that uh, I, I'm often inspired by just you know taking a walk through the woods or walking through the garden or whatever and just looking around closely at things also just for shapes and textures and and there's, and there's just so so much opportunity to, to learn i think from from natural designs that was kind of my point especially color palettes and and shapes and all that kind of stuff and seeing how the light hits different things and the patterns it makes there's just so many lessons there that i think it's good for people to just kind of go outside and take a stroll and look closely at things for a while the other thing is that we're like built to like those things. Like it's in our DNA, you know, we like fall colors. We like, you know, blue sky and green. We like these things. It's just built into us. So the more you can understand those things, I think the better designer you're going to be because you're kind of getting a head start. Like you're taking what we already like and and using those things instead of trying to kind of fight against what we like. So if you can if you can get on the right side of that, I think you, you have an advantage. All right, that'll wrap it up
0: for the very first 37 Signals podcast. Again, if you want more information on what we discussed or want to see any links related to the topics we covered, go to 37signals.com slash podcast. We'll be posting a summary in the links there. Thanks for listening.